Hey, welcome back to Misty and Ike, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about Patty Hearst. Yeah, and how she got kidnapped and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. I'm Misty. And I'm Ike. For the next 15 minutes, we're going to debate pop culture. My background's in music. My background's in film. I know the topics beforehand. And I don't. We check the internet for the facts. And ruin it with opinions. From pop rocks in your lunchbox. To Happy Meal toys and swatch clocks. You remember last week when all them Reddit folks got on the interwebs and did a short squeeze? I do. To get, just to take it out on those billionaires? Yeah. Well. Sure do. Patty Hearst was uh, part of a pretty rich family. (laughs) You could say that. And uh, they're, in fact, the 23rd wealthiest family in the world, the Hearst family. What did they do? Remind me. Uh, The Hearst, boop, 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 boop. (laughs) William Randolph Hearst started the family fortune when he took control of the San Francisco Examiner from Mm. his father, in 1980, and whoa, excuse me, 1887. So he was a publisher. That's right. William's, uh, William's grandson, William Randolph Hearst III, is the chairman of the group these days. Its stable of media companies include stakes in television networks, A&E, and ESPN. Ever seen the show Billions? I have. That's who they're talking about. That's real awesome. Maybe. But, it's, it's like one of those kind of families. But with good comes bad. Oh, yeah. So the reason we're talking about this is because this is the anniversary of the day that Patty Hearst, his granddaughter, was kidnapped. She got got. She got got. Yeah. And she She, liked it. And she did. Mm -hmm. If you've ever heard the phrase Stockholm Syndrome, Mm -hmm. it is because of Patty Hearst. It's the German word for Patty Hearst. It's the (laughs) literal German Stockholm Syndrome. Yes. Um, so Stockholm Syndrome is when you start to uh, feel sympathy or sympathize or start to believe in the same things as your abuser or kidnapper or right. whatever. Like I'm uh, starting to enjoy making this show. Right. <laughs> and I am your kidnapper. Because you've locked me in this room since yeah. quarantine started. Yeah, pretty much. I have. Yeah. And so you're starting to enjoy it. So you have Stockholm Syndrome. I do. So, Patty Hearst was 19 when she got kidnapped. Um, She lived in an apartment in Berkeley outside of San Francisco. And she got kidnapped by a left-wing group um, who are commonly referred to as, like, urban guerrilla groups. Um, Mm. The Symbionese Liberation Army, the SLA. Um, LSD. (laughs) Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. That's right. We learned that this week. We'll throw it back there. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the reason that they kidnapped her is because the Hearst family had a long association with having a lot of political influence and they had a very anti-communism position since before even World War II. Hmm. So, um, these folks were, were trying to make a statement by taking old Patty. Old Patty. Old Patty. Oh, Patty. Yeah. So she was living with her fiance in an apartment. It's pronounced fiance. Fiance. <laughs> she was living with her fiance. Yeah. Uh, she was a sophomore at Berkeley studying art history. Um, so, you know, seemingly a, a pretty well-adjusted, like, normal person going into this. Right. But they knew that she was the daughter of, like, a wealthy. So well, they got her to it, try and get a ransom. The, yeah. And because the family was very vocal and had a lot of very influential um, political ties. 
mm-hmm. because they had so much money. Right. Money, politics. We all know how that works. Um, so, yeah. Uh, she also seemed to live very close to, like, one of their hideouts that the group had. Hmm. Kind of weird, but they wanted to leverage the Hearst family's political influence to get two members of their group um, out of jail that had been arrested for killing someone. Yeah, how'd that work out? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they also so when her family refused to do that, then they demanded that her family distribute seventy. $70 worth of food to every needy Californian, which doesn't sound like that would be that big of a deal. However, when you added it up, the operation would have cost an estimated $400 million. That seems like a little bit of an excessive request. Well, so what her dad did was he took out a loan, probably from Grandpa Pop, <laughs> and arranged for an immediate donation of $2 million worth of food to the poor in the Bay Area, hmm. not California-wide. Yeah. Um, they called it People in Need. And after that, the SLA still refused to release her. Yeah, they're three hundred ninety-eight million short. So yeah. Um. So here's where it gets weird. So you know, the first like week of it or whatever, they held her in a closet, blindfolded, tied up her hands. You know, the whole kidnapper thing. Yeah. How you imagine it? As you do when one kidnaps. Right. And then the leader threatened to kill her. Um, they would let her out for some meals, but they would keep her blindfolded. As one does when one is kidnapping. Right. And then they would begin to let her join in on their political discussions. So Interesting. Then they kind of put her back into the closet, and they unblindfolded her, and they gave her a flashlight and a bunch of reading about their political ideas. So she was stuck in the closet for weeks, and... Um, I mean, basically with nothing to do but to have this flashlight and, you know, pamphlets on the SLA and what they stood for. And so she says, in hindsight, that they gave her the choice of being released or joining them. Mm -hmm. And after these weeks, she said she wanted to stay and to fight alongside them. So wow, and then she was able to use her resources for evil. Uh, they're a bad group. Well, right? yeah. So after that, um, she was basically given daily lessons on her duties. She was taught weapons drills. Um, she was told by some of the female members that she would learn what sexual freedom was like. And according to her lawyer later, this was all brainwashing, and she was allegedly raped by. Uh, two of the members repeatedly. Um, and about two months after she was kidnapped, she did a videotape that said, I've joined the SLA and my new name is Tanya. And I am a part of this thing now. And her family was like, mm, no, we're, we're not okay with that. Like, you're still kidnapped. Hmm. So <clears throat> in April... Of that year, there's video of Lydia Hurst welding a M1 carbine gun. Lydia, her daughter? No, I'm sorry, not Lydia. Um, Patty. Mm-hmm. And rubbing, robbing the Sunset District branch of the Hibernia Bank 
in San Francisco. She used her pseudonym, Tanya. Two men entered the bank and were shot and wounded. Um, If that ain't some white-ass privilege right there, I could get away with robbing this bank. If you own more than the bank and the bank tries to get you for robbing it, then what do you do? Just buy the bank to get out of it? Sorry, it was my bank. No, she went to prison. Yeah. This says that... um, They they basically called her a common criminal and said that she was not a reluctant participant, that it was nothing that she was, you know, she was not being forced into it in any way. She looked like she was participating. I mean, why would you give somebody a gun? Yeah, there's actual video of her in in the bank yelling out commands to the bank tellers. All right, let me ask you this. If you're the people's liberation uh, policy or whatever those people are, (laughs) um, and you give her the gun... Do you put blanks in it or do you just give her an empty gun? I don't, I don't know because I'm not a kidnap. I'm not of that mindset. Like I, in my head, I'm like, if you're crazy enough to kidnap, you're also crazy enough to believe that you've brainwashed this person and that they're on your side. Okay, but lo- and, Logical and, Misty goes, I mean, here's a gun. Logical Misty says, don't kidnap. All right, let's get past that part. <laughs> okay. You've already kidnapped her. Okay. This is theoretical world. So so I'm a kidnap. You're a kidnap. Okay. As kidnappers do. Right. And you're like, yo, we got to pull this bank job off. We need one more homie. All we got is this chick in the closet. Do we give her a gun? Misty gets to decide. Well, I think it was a little bit more than that, though. Because like I said, they kept her in the closet for weeks and like brainwashed her. We're already past that. Okay. Me, you, and Nick are going to rob a bank. <laughs> okay. And we we got this lady, we okay. got Patty in the closet, right? We got She's, Patty in the closet. And we've been forcing her to watch Misty and Ike for three months. <laughs> so she really fucking hates us. She has seen all 138 episodes of right. Misty and Ike. Okay. Do you give her a gun? <laughs> I'm not giving her a fucking gun. At that I point. would. I would give I'm, her a gun all day long. She's watched 138 episodes of us. First thing she's going to do is shoot and kill us. I think. She's uh, going to murder. I think you. you we kidnap, she murder. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think if, if you. Oh, I don't know man. if there is anyone out there that's watched all 138 episodes. But if there was. And it might be 139 today. Right? Because it's Thursday. Yeah. 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 Um, this is episode 139. 139 indeed. Yeah. Uh, which you're probably busy robbing banks. So you can't watch it today. But. Right. Um. Let us know. If you're the one person out there that's seen all 139 episodes, leave a comment mm-hmm. and tell us whether or not you'd give Patty a gun or you give her a gun with blanks or you give her an empty gun. Right. Well, she did some other stuff after that um, because they, they got away with that bank robbery. Like they did not get caught. Are those pictures from like security cameras in the bank at the yeah. time? That's pretty far advanced right? for that time. Right. Um, so some other weird shit went down and she eventually in September, she got arrested. She was at an apartment of another SLA member. Um, so they, they came in and arrested her, booked her into jail. She listed her occupation as urban gorilla. Um, and ask her attorney to relay the following message. Tell everyone that I'm smiling, that I feel free and strong. And I send my greetings and love to all the sisters and brothers out there. So at the time of her arrest, she had dropped down to 87 pounds and was described as a low IQ, low effect zombie. Wow. Shortly after her arrest, signs of trauma were recorded. Her IQ was measured again as... 112 previously where it had been 130 there were huge gaps in her memory regarding her pre-tanya life 
112 is not low. It's not. 130, 130 is almost genius level. Right. I mean, she was studying art history at Berkeley. That wasn't like an easy school to get into. Well, if you're... <laughs> If you're a hearse. If you're yeah, if you're a hearse, you get in any Right. But I mean she was she was actually doing well. She was an intelligent person. So mm. the I mean, that is a sign of trauma when your IQ dramatically drops like that. Like that oh is that's a chunk of I better not get mine tested then. It's true. Um she was having horrible nightmares. Um so yeah, I mean all signs pointed to the fact that she had been brainwashed. Um a psychiatrist. Do you buy it? You know, there there is a lot of like discussion back and forth for years and years and years. And, you know, obviously when they put her up on the stand, they had, uh, you know, psychiatrists that had met with her. They put them on the stand. And I mean, <laughs> what they what they ended up coming up with was that it was voluntary brainwashing. Mm. It's not she was she gave up. Essentially, like, right. you know, when you're in a trauma situation like that, you have fight or flight. Yep. And she didn't have any of that. She just had lay down and die. This is me now. This is me now. Yeah. This is where I live now. Shout out Jim Jeffries. Right. Um, and so, you know, basically they said that she it, involuntary intoxication is what they call it. Not intoxication, meaning like drunk, but involuntarily being brainwashed by this. So the, they found her guilty. And the jury sentenced her to seven years is what it says here. Actually, 35. Jimmy Carter commuted her sentence to seven years. Because what I've got here on a different article is that she was sentenced to seven. And then after two, he (laughs) got out because Carter commuted it and then Clinton pardoned it. Let's see what I've got. President Jimmy Carter commuted Hearst federal sentence to the 22 months served, freeing her eight months before she was eligible for her first parole hearing. Mm. Her release was under stringent conditions and she remained on probation for the state sentence on the sporting goods store plea. She recovered full civil rights when President Clinton granted her a pardon on his last day in office, January 20th, 2001. So how how much money did the Hearst family give Carter's election fund to get her well, Carter didn't get reelected so whatever it was didn't make a difference it made enough of a difference for him to commute the sentence right it was a big enough check for him to be like you got it pal sure look at how many pardons and commutations just happened a few weeks ago over a yeah. hundred well over a hundred it doesn't every I would this is a whole nother episode but I'd love to know the average number of pardons given by a president in fact i want to know that right now i'm sure you, i was gonna say i'm sure you can find that real quick per president in 1976 she was convicted for the crime of bank robbery and sentenced to 35 years in prison later reduced to seven years and then her sentence was commuted by jimmy carter and pardoned by clinton so initially 35 years <clears throat> whoa dude what? Guess which president gave the most pardons? Tell me. Franklin Roosevelt. Really? Guess FDR? how many? Yeah. How many? 2,819. Holy Jesus. He yeah. was like, let everybody out. That's right. Harry Truman, 1,913. Dwight D. Eisenhower, 1,110. Woodrow Wilson, 1,087. Nixon, 863. Coolidge, 773. Let's see here. Theodore Roosevelt, 668. Jimmy Carter... 
five uh, five hundred and thirty four. So not very many compared to Comparatively. others. Comparatively. Yeah. And then we got interesting. Bill Clinton, three ninety six. Ronald Reagan, three ninety three. Clinton was actually known as being a massive hard ass when it came to pardons of not giving. Yeah. Them. So I mean, to put it in perspective, Obama two twelve. It's going down and down and down. George W. Bush one eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump one forty three. So when everybody's like, I pardoned everybody, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not oh, getting yeah, on anybody's no. side here. Yeah. But he just held all of his until the very last day. The least amount of pardons given by any president was George H.W. Bush with 74. I do have this question. He only had four years to give those pardons. That's right. A lot of those presidents. I can't remember which president is it that actually went three that got three um, terms. We oh, have a president that got three terms. It was Roosevelt. Right. 33 to 45. So you have to also do the comparatively over the years. Do you always do it on your last day of your term? No. Many presidents do it once a year. There's pardon day, which Mm. that's the day that they sit down and go through and figure out which ones they're going to approve and which ones they aren't. I hope that it's January 24th. (laughs) I hope it's Dolly Pardon Day. Oh, God. I don't know if I got the right date, but we Anyways, did Dolly Parton last week. We did. Oh, wouldn't we that did. be fun if it was Dolly Parton Day? It would be amazing if they renamed it Dolly Parton Day. That's an interesting little side hustle there. Uh, we didn't set the slaps and we're past the time. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Lydia Hurst got out of prison. Um, Lydia got, stole the dog. Why do I keep saying Lydia? Because she's married to the guy who does um, music Walking Dead After Dark. Oh, uh, Chris Hardwick. Yeah, they're married. Yeah. And they live the, in a massive castle. The Hearst Castle, which is super famous. They live. They bought their own castle. She's, oh. she's got $100 million of her own. Right. That she earned. Doing what? Uh, inheriting it. <laughs> I was like, what did she She walked all do? the way down to the bank and signed some papers when a family member died. I do died. remember seeing photos of their wedding, and it was a beautiful, beautiful wedding. Yeah. Anyways, Patty Hearst has been a very prevalent... Um, She's written books. She's appeared on a lot of TV shows. You know, she also appeared in some films. Um, uh, she produced a special for the Travel Channel. Interesting. She wrote her memoirs. Um, and her memoirs actually almost resulted in authorities bringing new charges against her. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> super interesting. Idiot. Right. Um, and, I mean, she's kind of known as, like, this person that doesn't obviously fit into this mold of her super famous family. Like she's like, go fuck yourselves. I'm who I am. And I did some fucked up shit. And here we are. And, um, yeah, she's actually, I was telling you before we started this Veronica Mars, which starred Kristen Bell, one of my favorite TV shows. She did a cameo in one of the episodes where the episode was about an heiress that was kidnapped and she played that character. Like, she's able to poke fun at herself. She was also in Polly Shore's Biodome. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sitting on the other side of the fence <laughs> from you on this one. I think she's just a rich chick that got away with a bunch of shit because she had a lot of money. I think she she went through some shit and she actually got brainwashed and didn't really... I, I don't... I By no means, I think she knew what she was doing, but I think she was living in a weird scenario in her head. I think she was fucked of up. Of course. You know, I mean, she like, she's never been connected to reality. When your family has that much money, you don't yeah. get to touch the earth like you float above the common folk and then if you want to play cops and robbers for a little bit you know your daddy's going to bail you out and you know he's going to call his president buddy to get you out of jail so i'm gonna 
I'm going to say I disagree with that. I, I think that maybe if you did a little bit of reading, you might find some things that were pretty interesting. There, it's It goes a whole lot deeper than what we just covered, too. By I'm way. sure it does. A whole lot. But from the surface, <clears throat> that's where I'm taking it. Well, I'll let you take it. And that's just how, where we will... Uh, Agree to disagree. Bob's your oyster. Bob is your oyster. All right, folks, since it's Thursday, episode 139. <laughs> it is, indeed. We'll see you for Gray Friday. Gray, fri- gray, gray. Friday. Gray Friday. I see what you did there. Gray's anatomy. Tomorrow, we're talking about best Super Bowl halftimes and commercials and all Super Bowl stuff mm. to get ready for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. See ya. See ya.